You're listening to The Power of Us on Revolver Podcast. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. This is Abel. And this is his wife of eight years, still married, not divorced, Rosie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, baby. We've been married for eight years. We just celebrated our eighth year anniversary and we were in New York. Yes, it was good. You took me to see Wicked. Yes. And I was so happy about that. It's one of my bucket list dreams and I loved it. So we recommend a show on Broadway and if or anywhere if you're at the Pantages in LA, but go see Wicked. For sure. It was really good. Uh, me personally, I thought uh, Broadway shows were a little mm -hmm, lame. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a singer. I'm a singer, but I, I thought they were, but I was completely wrong. They were really great, and they told a really great story, and the singing wasn't as cliche or, or as, as There was a I point thought. to the songs. Yeah. It's the narration with music yeah so it was good we did that and then we went to go see fireworks on the oh, brooklyn yeah, bridge that was so romantic with the girls yeah because our our, our anniversary just so happened to be on the fourth of july well we no, that's it how that i way. wanted it yeah. yeah but um but it was a i mean it, it was a good anniversary right like it's good yeah they're they're not always good uh year five i thought it was good we were in rome i was having a coffee thinking uh, jesus that we were married and uh, uh it wasn't good like, i know where you this hated is going. me yes yes you yes. hated me on the inside but didn't tell me yeah like we were about to be divorced a few months later and i had no idea yeah well i mean that was year five what about year three you remember <laughs> you remember year three you remember three two one what? you remember year three, three two, two one. <laughs> when, wow. when you wanted to divorce me uh, yeah Eh, it, happens. it happens. I mean, in these eight years, we've been close to divorce. Yeah. So I researched why. Like, what are the 12 reasons where I was reading an article and there are 12 things that can lead to divorce. Okay. And uh, I want to see how many of those we've done. Like, okay. where are we on the well, scale? One out of 12, 12 out of 12. <laughs> and you know what? Funny enough, like the stuff that I thought, like bad sex or issues with money, um, you know, all the resolutions not having good resolution of conflict they're not on here oh, okay and so there, there's just other things that can lead to divorce and i just want to see how many we've done so you want to okay. go for it all right okay. so as we're doing this test i want you guys to also take it you guys figure out if you and your spouse have done it as well all right so number one uh constant criticism can lead to divorce mm. Mm. what did, did did, what? did did i write this <laughs> or who, who wrote this it was it was not you abel it, you sure? And I hope it wasn't because then it would be I full writing of a blog biased, a while back. biased mm. opinions, biased <laughs> male opinions. Fine, yes, but yes, this is one. This is yeah. one that we've been through. Yes, haven't we, we Rosie? Yes, we haven't have. We? We, we have. We, we, we have criticized bit, people little, just, in the past. I'm glad you're saying we. To, now we're united. Well, you know, um, you know what I mean by we. No, I don't. Know? Are you being sarcastic? Um, not. Okay, okay. So that was me. I hope I can say was. I hope I can say past tense. But yes, um, I was the one that constantly criticized you. Mm. 
Um, and it's not even nagging ladies. There's a difference between nagging because sometimes we nag and I think that's super annoying and imagine how difficult it must be for a partner or children or just people in your life to be with a constant nagger. But I think nagging is about things. It's about objects, maybe in your home or at your work or things around you. Criticism is directly at the person and that makes it super difficult. And sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it. But I did it to Abel for a long time, and I was just breaking him down as a person. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely come a long way, like Thanks. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, the biggest, the biggest issue with that, when we were going through that, was I didn't know who I even was anymore. To be honest with you, like I didn't know what to feel, what to think, or to think like the good that I thought that was in me was like irrelevant. And all the bad was the one that was in the spotlight. Well, that's what would come out of my mouth is yeah. only the bad because I've always felt and seen the good in you, but I'd never mention it. And then to top it off, I'd only mention the bad and the bad yeah. comes out very strongly. And, you know, ladies, we have the influence over our home to change the atmosphere and our words, because we're the ideal helper, we're that helper God gave them, we're like their cheerleader. Our, our criticism can really break down your man. And then a few years later, you're like, why aren't you the man that I married? I think we should take responsibility and say we probably broke that down. We chipped all the good off and just really emphasized, magnified the bad. And now they feel like they're worthless or constant failures. Mm. Why aren't they the leaders? Because you're not giving them the grace to lead. You're just being really hard on them. So that can definitely lead to divorce because anyone that feels like they have to walk on eggshells or constantly failing are going to want to say, hey, I'm, I'm just going to fail. I'm going to yeah. take the fail and move. Maybe someone else will like me better. Yeah, sometimes as human beings, we expect the other person to do good. And then when they do, and so we don't praise them for it. Like that's something you're supposed to do. You're supposed to love our kids and take care of them right. and, and do that. But and, you know what? Some daddies don't. Yeah. And we forget that. And then we just really magnify when they mess up. Yeah. So that was me. So one out of 12. All right. Number two, though. Number two. Do you want to read number two or should I read number two? No, you go. Okay. Number two is dividing everything into his and hers can (laughs) lead to divorce. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. Dividing is division. Division leads to divorce. You know, you heard that little Stephen Furtick moment? Like division (laughs) leads to divorce. The double Ds. Okay. You might want to talk about this. What? I don't know what we have to talk about. Oh, oh okay. I'll tell What's my mine is yours. And, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But what is mine? Is what is mine yours? Because that's the issue. You're, you don't have a problem sharing. Uh-huh. See, you have a problem accepting that what I bring to the table. Okay. All right. right go ahead and explain it. I mean, you guys... Abel has an amazing heart. And I think, obviously, if you married your man or your woman, it's because they do. But Abel, I think, has a pride issue. In that you can't accept the money that I bring or the ministry that I bring or the family that I bring or the the good and the bad in in stuff that I bring. In fact, no, you accept the bad. It's the good. It's it's, no, 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 no. The money that you make is extra. And I'm like, what do you mean extra? Let's use it to pay the bills. And you're like, no, I'm supporting this family 100%. So all the money you bring, you know, use it on your makeup and use it on your clothes. We we have to pay the bills with my money. And I, the my money is what used to get me the my ministry and your ministry. And it, it really got to me because it really felt like it either wasn't good enough or you didn't want it or that what I brought was bad. Yeah. And it really hurt. No, you're right. I, I really separated all of our 
all of our stuff, especially in the beginning. In the beginning, like I, did, I didn't want to have a, a joint bank account. Dude, it took us Re- forever. Reason being is I know in a lot of cases it's because you're hiding money. But me, I never wanted you to know how, how much money I had, how little money I had. So, for instance, when you wanted to do this or do that, right? Let's say I have 800 bucks. We're good, right? And I go and we have a great time and a great night out and it's cool because I'm able to pay for my wife. But then there was there was times where I only had like 80 bucks in my account yeah. and I had to find a way to make it stretch or I never wanted you to know that we only had 80 bucks left. And so I would go and I'd sell something at Guitar Center or I'd pawn something or sell it on Craigslist or something to make sure that we had enough to meet our needs, you know? And that was my thing as a man. It was a pride issue with me where I wanted to be the one that takes care of my family solely and and not my wife. Yeah. And you've always been blessed financially as far as with the the money you make with either preaching or or collaborations and and speaking engagements, uh, both Christian and non and secular or whatever you want to call it. You've always been blessed with that. But, you know, I think as a man, you just have that instinct in you to want to uphold your family. And that was my big thing. And I get it. I mean, men are wired like that, the way women are wired to nurture, but it really made me feel divided. Yeah. Like it never felt like we were one. I get and that, you. that's what used to hurt. And I think that's what leads to divorce, where you're just like, we're just the, the other person feeling rejected because it doesn't feel like, oh, he just, you know, he wants to uphold on his own. It just feels like we're not becoming one. We yeah. are not a team. We are not companions. We are not partners. And, and you want to feel that. And yeah. that pride can really, really um, lead to divorce. Definitely. Be careful. Uh, Number three, putting the marriage on hold while raising the kids can lead to divorce. I don't think we've done this. Yeah, I don't I'm think pretty so. proud of us right now. Like <laughs> we've we've always learned, and some people are going to disagree, but your spouse comes before your kids. Yeah, especially in our Hispanic community, you always put your kids first, and a mother's instinct is to put their kids first, and I'll die for my kids and forget about my man. And I've heard people say that. Yeah, but honestly, um. Your kids need a healthy marriage. Yeah, they have to see it for their future, but for their present too. Because that whole thing that our parents did, where they stayed together for the kids. But and, hated and, each other. Yeah, and you knew that your dad slept on the couch. And you knew that they didn't, your mom no la servía because she hated him. And he had a he had another family and stuff like that, but he still lived at the house and things like that. Like, your kids all know that. Like just because they're they're gonna they're gonna be living in a nicer home in a nicer room doesn't that's not reason for you. And there's going to be resentment somewhere. Mm -hmm. Either the mom resents the kids, the kids even resent the mom because it's like you stayed here for me. And then they don't get the example of a healthy marriage of affection, of conflict resolution. Yeah. So, um, and you know, don't wait. Some people say like, Oh, when we're empty nesters, we'll work on this marriage. But then by that time you have an empty marriage because you you never worked on it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing in common, nothing. There's no foundation. You can't start when you're 40, 50, 60. Like, you know, don't wait. And you know, the journey is part of the beautiful part. Don't wait until you're successful. Don't wait until you have money. Don't wait until, you know, your kids are off. Work on your marriage day to day, each day. We've gone through those dry spells of both. Um, either working it out and, and arguing in front of our children and then making up. And then we've gone through the dry spells of us just not wanting to talk about it and going a week of just very minimal talking and it just being tension yeah. and stuff like that. And our kids felt yeah. felt it. And I would rather our kids see us argue and make up and know that that's what mommy and dad do when something's messed up, they right. make up, than, than them just be all happy and we're all smiles to the kids. But when we're in bed, we don't say a word to each yeah, other. Yeah, that's tough. 
All right. So number four, giving each other the leftovers can lead to divorce. Dude, we've mm-hmm. so done this, both of us. Mm-hmm. Of like, and we've said it to each other, like, you're so nice to everyone else. Yeah. And then at home, you're just like bitter, upset, angry. And we do it. You know, you girls, come on. We say that, like, oh, I'm going through PMS and, and I'm just in a bad mood and this is how I am. But then at church, you're all smiles. And your kids see that and your family sees that. And then you feel like, why, why are you... One, don't pretend, but two, like, is everyone else more important than me? Like, yeah. you can't give the same effort to me. That's definitely the feeling that you feel. And some people might be saying in their head right now, oh, well, it's because I have to be on or I have to be, I have to put up a front or I have to put on a mask or whatnot because I, I and I just want to be myself at home. It's my with job my family. or, yeah, I you have know? to be nice to my boss that I hate and can't stand, but I don't have to be nice to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that in itself just shows how much effort you put into it and yes i understand this your family and they get to see you the most vulnerable but you you got to put in work especially if you're going through something like if you're if you're like genuinely going through something where you're just going to be constantly be stressed or depressed or angry or you're going through a bad season and stuff like that you have to put in effort for your family if not they're going to feel like they're the they're the least important and i felt that yeah i felt that when 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 che passed away everybody in your family just became a different person not not because they wanted to, not in a bad way, just it changed you. Our you emotions know? took over, the, the grief took over. And I mean, of course you can be at home and, and say I'm frustrated or I'm sad or I'm mad. It's in the way that you deliver. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you just think you can't have a filter and that you don't have to be have tact or that you don't have to be kind. I mean, truth, you can always give truth, but it's in the way that you give it. The same way that you give it to an employee, you let them know, hey, you messed up today. It, it can be the same for a husband, like, hey, babe, I didn't like what you did, rather than you're so you're such an F up, you know, like, it's it's in the way. So but don't do that. Don't leave them for last. Don't give them the scraps. Yeah. Start at home, give your best at home, and then everything else. Consciously, when you start off your day, make sure that you save some sort of an energy, some sort of, 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 of just like effort still for your family, you know, leave that in your tank. That way you can go home and spend a little time with the kids and make them feel good. And, and also more than anything, always leave room in the tank for your spouse at the end of the night after the kids are asleep. All right. So number five, um, holding grudges can, and keeping score can lead to divorce. Uh-huh. We've done it, oh, but God. I haven't done this one. You haven't done it. Maybe I've done it a little no. bit, but I haven't done it as much None. as you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. See, that in itself is keeping sp- score, comparing, and yeah. saying, oh, I mess up, but you mess up more. Yeah. Oh, how do I know? Because you've done it for six months, because you've done this for three years. And that is so damaging, you guys, because it's so heavy. Yeah. It's such a heavy burden to carry all your spouse's just mess ups. See, the, the difference between you and I, especially in the, in the beginning, beginning was you shared everything everything yeah. that was a discomfort everything that you did not like or anything like that you shared and shared at the moment yeah you know and i wasn't i thought i was taking a different road of oh let me either be merciful and not be angry at her for being angry at me or or let me let me just let this slide let me just let this go by and it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect me and it doesn't hurt me and it's but not then i didn't me. know and i couldn't fix it yeah and so what i would do is i wouldn't tell you anything 
Right. But then one day, but then every six months or yep. so, I just blew up the and volcano. I just got pissed off and mm-hmm. I just, I brought up everything and I just. And, and I, the worst part was that I didn't know and I wish I had known yeah. whether it was like doing the bed or not. Like I didn't know that in your family, you guys do the bed every morning. I would do it when I had time, obviously. And sometimes, you know, and one day you just blew up and, and it was literally years later. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was such a big issue. It can get done, dude. Just tell me. Um, but then not only that, it's the heaviness of like, you've done this for three years, you constantly do this, or you do all these things and, and it's dropped on you in one moment. It's just, if you're going to carry that load, your spouse is also going to carry the load of the guilt. And here are two people that are just heavy and who wants to be in a relationship that's constantly heavy. So you really truly have to give mercy, give your person new chances, give your partner new opportunities, a real clean slate every once in a while. You know, we want to say every day, but if you can't like just every week, just start over and be like, all right, dude, this was a, this was a tough week, but let's start over so that your life doesn't feel as heavy. That can seriously lead to divorce. Number six, trusting your feelings more than your commitments can be one of the habits that yeah. lead to divorce. Because feelings change all the time. I feel like I love him. Yeah. I don't feel the same as when we started dating. Like yeah. it, marriage isn't, about feelings in a sense. Marriage yeah. is a decision you made and the euphoria for everybody usually goes away between one and two years. Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't think I've gone through it. I think there's been small moments. I don't know. I don't think so. Because your ears are different. Because, I mean, obviously you have said you wanted to divorce me, but it was because of situations and stuff yeah. like that. So, but feelings, no. Because I think we both knew from, we were both mature in that, in that we were like, there's been times where I we don't like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been seasons where we don't like each other, but you don't go based off of your feelings. You know, you have to when you when you make a commitment, it's it's for good or for worse. And like it's not like it's not like when when you say that vow, you're thinking, oh, if we're good, then we're we're gonna be good. But if we ever get worse, I promise to not leave you. No, it's for good and for worse because they're yeah. both gonna happen. Yeah, and they're gonna happen in a wave. There's gonna be a wave of good and then a wave of bad. You know, there's gonna be good times and there's gonna be bad times. And you have to understand that your feelings towards your spouse aren't yeah. always right. It's what you choose to do, whether yeah, so it's to love them or, or be with them or support them. You know, think of commitment, you know, and what is commitment based off on truth? And, you know, the truth isn't always pretty and it, you know, can sometimes even hurt. Um, but stay based on the truth, the truth that you guys are um made this commitment together that you guys chose each other that your family is based around these two people you know rather than the feelings of i want to feel butterflies i want to feel excited you know um and i i think marriages can get much richer and deeper when they go based on consistency and commitment rather than feelings okay so we've done six so far how many of them have we done out of the six um one two Three, three, four. Five. Wow. I see four. I think four, four out of five. the six. Yeah, four okay. out of the six. All right. So now we're on to number. Oh no, seven. five. Dang. Yeah, you're right. Five out of the six. Damn. <laughs> five out yeah. of the six we've done. And we're still here. All right. So. Yeah. We'll be right back after the break, and we'll go through the other six. Hey guys, summer is here, but there's still time to get yourself beach ready by letting workouts come to you. Getting fit and staying healthy has never been easier than with OpenFit. 
OpenFit takes out all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. So no longer worry about others watching you work out or feel pressure or peer pressure from other people at the gym. OpenFit is great for all fitness levels. It's affordable and accessible. Some places only sell classes as a package and often you can't make it to every class. OpenFit brings a class to you. OpenFit has changed the way that we work out and by texting the code POWER to 303030, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-Day Free Child Membership to OpenFit when you text POWER to 303030. You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, nutrition information. It's totally free. Again, just text POWER to 303030. Standard data and message rates may apply. All right, guys, welcome back. Okay, let's get into it. Number seven. Let me take over now, baby. Number seven, making decisions without Mm. consulting your spouse Mm. can lead Mm. to divorce. Mm. Oh, God. Um, Okay. I think I get an A in this one. and uh, Yes, you consult with me about everything. <laughs> everything. I'm sorry, babe. I just feel like if I'm doing something and it's going to affect you in yeah. one way, I should tell you. And most of my life affects you now because we're one. Like, if it's my nails, I don't have to tell you. You're not going to care. I can maybe dye my hair whatever color I want but like there are things in my life that now affect you and the kids and and I should tell you even if it's a parking ticket it's 30 bucks it affects us at this point even if it's you know buying my friend a gift you know for her baby shower if we're on a budget I'm gonna have you know babe can I go the extra mile you know what's our budget you know uh, it really hurts when you don't like honestly i feel like he doesn't care about what i think you know the issue is i think is that with men we we just we sometimes wing it and we shouldn't and and we're we're not considerate because we think oh she's not gonna care oh she's not gonna know she's not gonna know if if i change the oil to a different oil in the car and then you, you feel the car differently and you're getting worried and you're thinking something you did something wrong or or she's not and, and obviously that that's that's going overboard but i'm just saying like things that that are gonna be Im- not important but things that can affect you i i should really consult you with yeah you know and especially when it's about budget or the kids yeah. or work things that really 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 affect us but more than anything babe when you when you ask me i might not even know and i could tell you like I don't know what song you should do, babe, but I can pray for it. And thank you for taking me into consideration because now we're a team. And it's that, that's another thing that's just feels divided of like, oh, he makes all the decisions. I have nothing to say. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm not creative. And then you start really doubting yourself and each other. And I know from my parents' marriage that it really, really affected when my dad would just not take my mom into consideration, she really felt like I'm not a part of this, but she was going through all the the price. She was paying the price for things, but then wouldn't be consulted as a partner. So I felt, I, you know, I, I feel like, please consult your partner. Even if you feel they're going to say, I don't know, I don't care. Um, you know, because it's really going to help them feel like, Oh, she cares about my opinion 
and um, and I can start building something of a union between the marriage rather than right. divorce. Yep. Number nine. Eight. We're at eight. Okay. Trying to change each other can lead, can be one of the bad habits that lead to divorce. Dude, oh. that's bad. And I think we've both done that. Yeah. Of like, oh, I love him, but I can make him a little bit better. <sighs> yeah. He's great, but if he was a little bit more like me, our home would be better. That, well, that's the crazy thing is that when we when we get with somebody, we like the opposite. Yeah. We like we like Your that they're different. Your creativity was everything. We like that they're this and that but then it starts to affect you especially once you're married when you figure out that that person doesn't think like you yeah you know that that person doesn't like things the way you like things that is not the easiest thing to to bring together two opposites and it's not and but that's where god glorifies himself in Mm -hmm. the fact that you're not supposed to marry someone like you you know you annoy yourself too you know like you know you you don't love yourself or or don't love everything about yourself so having some something refreshing like a creative person versus an organized person is so great at first but then you want him to be like you and you know what the things that you love about your spouse usually come with something a little bit annoying on the other end so you have to accept and want both and you know jesus christ i love him because he doesn't try and change you first he loves you he accepts you he lets you know like just the way you are come come just as you are and then that love wants makes you want to transform into something better for him. And I think that's the same for spouses. Definitely. Number nine, planning an exit strategy. Dude, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. And that's that, not something that, that we've gone through. That plan B, no, huh? I don't think that's something that we've gone through. Yeah, no, I, I've always said if, if this marriage doesn't work out, I'm not going to marry it again because yeah. I love Abel. It's the marriage that, that I don't like sometimes. Yeah. And even, you know, it's just... If you have a plan B, that opens doors, man. Yeah. And that opens doors for like, I can just leave. I can just bounce. When you should have a plan B is if you're going through abuse, especially domestic, sexual, verbal, any type of abuse, you have to know how am I going to get out? Like, who am I going to run to yeah. and I have a pack bag? But if, if, if you're not in an abusive relationship, it's just not the best marriage. Don't have a plan B. Make it work. Say, this yeah. is it. This is what I chose, and I'm going to stick to it. I committed to it. And I made a vow. I'm going to make it work. We will make it work. Um, but having a plan B just kind of leaves that option to be like, mm. Definitely. And by plan B, we mean both either a Sancho, having yourself another side a side dude or something like that that you can run to, or an ex-boyfriend that you can run to if Ooh, this relationship yeah, doesn't work dude. out. Because that, that's the worst. Because honestly, if especially if it's an ex-boyfriend, it didn't work out for a reason. Yeah. And then two, I'll also having a plan B of like, oh, if we don't work out, I'm gonna go back to live with my mom. I'm gonna go live with my sister and stuff like that. You I'm know? gonna and, save money under the mattress uh, in case you yeah. know I got some cash. Some cash. Because all that stuff is offensive. Because what if the other person isn't having a plan B? They're just going through either a bad season or or they're in the same boat as you and they want to fix it and stuff like that. It's like you you really got to make sure that you put in your work. And try your best before you, before you, like, before you give up. If you have a plan B, then you're not really giving your relationship a hundred. Yeah, for sure. Okay, number ten: hiding the fact that you're married. Hiding the fact that you're married can lead to divorce. Mm. I've never hid it. I always wear my ring. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Oh God. But you know, some people work at <sighs> making pizza and can't wear the ring or <laughs> carry boxes, so they can't wear this a ring. This is first or... year, and then there was UPS. But yes, babe. But, but look, look, I have never. Him. I had never hidden the fact that I was married. Are you sure? Yes. What's your intro? What's your intro when you knew? Oh, you want to hear my intro? Hi. Hi, I'm Abel. Uh Okay. Okay. You're you're somebody new, okay? Okay. All right. Hi. Hi. My name is Rosie. Hi. I'm Abel. I'm I'm married with three kids and I drive a Prius. (laughs) And that alone right there. And they just step off. That was, that was all right, good he's taking, all right, I guess. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's not your bio 
follow on your Instagram though. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I don't think we've done this. I think everyone knows that we're married. I am proudly a married woman. Um, I get offended when someone hits on me because I'm like, don't you know I'm a Christian married woman? Like what you think about yeah. me? But you know, if you do, like that's leaving a door open. Why yeah. are you hiding it? Are yeah. you ashamed of your spouse? And if you are, that can open the doors for cheating but man i'd be so hurt if you were ashamed to tell people you're married to me please watch that number 11 seeing porn erotica or graphic romance novels as harmless entertainment can lead to divorce dude this is so damaging i wish the world knew yeah i mean it's a billion dollar industry and you know what i'm not even going to pretend that we haven't done it we've already talked about it before we just know the damage that it caused us even if you're single If you're watching porn, if you're masturbating, it will hurt your spouse. Why? Because by the time you get married, you're not going to know how to unaddict yourself. Uh, It's very addicting. There's endorphins inside your brain that go off when you masturbate. They're the same ones that go off when you do heroin. So don't you think that, oh, once I get married, I'll stop watching porn. No, it's going to get really hard and then very offensive to your spouse. Definitely. We've both been there. We've both done it. I agree. For those people that, that are, have gone through it or are going through it, I actually, I a few years ago, I learned about something called NoFap, which I think is actually very, very informative. And it really gives you light into why masturbating and, and why pornography is not good for you. And it's, it's, it's just when you have that orgasm uh, or that, self, that self-satisfying thing, like that's one of the few ways that you can self-satisfy yourself. And then that makes you, it just, it, it, it's this crazy thing. It's called N-O-F-A-P. So look it up. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube that explains it. And it just goes into why masturbation is not good for it. Like why is not why is masturbation not good for you? And how it just makes you lazy and it makes you not have any drive or any ambition or not like reach your dreams and your goals. It's probably the only victory you're getting a day. And you can live off of that. And if it's not you, if your spouse is watching porn and it is hurting you deeply, because I know we able and I have hurt each other this way. Um, Please also read about NoFap so that you understand that it's not that your husband thinks you're ugly or that the girls are more attractive. Mm. He's just having little victories. Make Maybe you can help him feel victorious in other ways. You know, even if it's he took out the trash, That's you good, know, babe. like stuff like that. Read about it so that you can understand him or her and have a calm conversation rather than just fighting about the porn. And the last one, number 12, selfishness can lead to divorce. Yeah. Yeah, if you... I, it's hard. It's hard because your whole life you've lived single. I lived single 30 years and then all of a sudden I have to live for someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and for your kids, it's a little easier, but living for someone else that isn't your blood can be very difficult, but it can be also very damaging. If you're not going to live for the other person and put them first, you really think about it before you get married yeah. um, because it can be so, so damaging. That's super good. You, you have to put the person first. That's what that 100-100, giving your, your part 100% and giving their part 100% because you're doing it without expecting anything back. It's just that your actions motivate them to actually move. Um, we I think we've gone through small glimpse i think it's tried to sneak up on us yeah being selfish constantly i think it's a battle yeah and you have to remind yourself like no he comes first or what can i do for him today yeah not you wake up in the morning and be like oh what am i gonna do for me it's like how can i um how can i make abel's day better god how can i help abel i mean just ask that question each day and yeah. and 
it's tough. If, if you don't, if you're not constantly aware that we are selfish human beings, that it's in our nature, then you will just live for you. And I'm not talking about taking away your self-care, still take care of yourself, still self-love, but I mean, loving your neighbor the way mm. you love yourself. Yeah. And uh, if you don't, then that person's just going to feel so unvalued and I don't matter. And why am I in this marriage? And then it can lead to divorce. Wow, babe, out of the 12, we've done a what? Nine? Nine. Nine. So wow. yes, it's it's dangerous, and each of those are very damaging. But you know what, babe, we're here. Yeah, and God, God is winning. Yeah, we are winning, and it's not easy, and it's been tough, and there've been tears, and we have been at the divorce office, and nine out of twelve is yeah. not a good yeah. score. It isn't, but God has really changed us, and we're in a different position, and we're in a different place, and we've been through nearly all of them, as you can see. And and I still choose you, wife. I still choose you too. Eight years in, and I feel stronger than ever. And it's been, you know, tough, but also very beautiful. And what we wanted to do with you guys today is always be us and let you know nine out of 12 is a bad score, but it's a real score. And you know what's even more real? The fact that we got over each and every one. We've learned. We are no longer watching porn. If I battle with it, because it's usually me, believe it or not, I will tell Abel, you know, and and if I lose that battle, you know, maybe I read something that I shouldn't read, I'll tell him. And I, why? Because I want to be accountable and let him know, babe, I, I should have done it with you yeah. um, whatever it may be if, if selfishness is creeping up I, I i battle with it so that i don't hurt my husband anymore and and just you know know that maybe you're in it now maybe you're in one of those or several of those but that you can still win that if you just want to change that if you want to put the effort you know let your spouse know and go for it and say babe we can beat it we can these could have led to a divorce, yeah. but they didn't. Yeah. And you can have victory and you will get through it. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Just hang on a little longer. Hang on and really work to it and God can give you victory. Hey Amen. This is The Power of Us and we'll see you guys next week. I love you guys. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. A partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.